Welcome to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are your thoughts keeping you small? Are you ready to get big? I will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. Explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big. Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Big Out Loud. I love doing this show. This is Carrie Knutson's show. And I love doing this show with her. And you're going to find out all about her. And I encourage you to connect with her, to chat with her, and think about what it is you want to do differently this year. And who's got the energy to help you, especially after this show? Magical thinking. So here's what I want to say about it. Today is like one of those days where it's an epiphany moment in so many ways. You could break through on little small teeny things, like maybe you're struggling with how to put that piece of jewelry back together, or maybe you have to glue something. Or if you're me, you're trying to figure out, do you really get on that plane tomorrow? You know, what are some of the things we should know? But if you're her, if you're this amazing speaker, this one person show, this coach, consultant, counselor, you name it. If you're her and a top keynote speaker, when you start to say, I'm going to talk about magical thinking today, everybody should be like opening up their ears because today we want to open up the doors for you. Um, Carrie, before we get rolling, I want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you. So let's right at the top of the hour, let's, I know that we're going to have your website coming across the video screen. But let's tell people how they can contact with you, because this is not the time for any of us to take this journey alone. It's just not. Yes. Thanks for that intro, Dr. Pat. Um, I am excited to talk today about magical thinking, and I'm excited for people to contact me. My uh, website is KnutsonSpeaks.com, and on there you can find sorry, information about trainings and presentations and coaching. And um, also the idea behind what I do is that we use applied psychology to not just think about things, but to do things, right? To take our ideas and turn them into actions. And today's topic of magical thinking is that uh, kind of a concept that I want to talk about, like how we think about certain things and then how we can actually use our internal thoughts to change them into actions and tangible behaviors that can actually improve our lives. That's what I do. And all of this is surrounded by years of you studying and training and becoming an expertise at emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. because that's part of what we're talking about today. Um, let's talk a little bit from your perspectives. Give us, give us sort of a, a snapshot view of what magical or magical thinking or even a magical moment may look like for people. Sure. Well, pretty common. Have you ever been in a group of people and someone says something that might happen that could be bad and immediately everyone knocks on the table or looks for a piece of wood and, you know, knocks on wood or someone says, you know, I hope this happens for you. And you're like, me too. You know, when you cross your fingers, like we do some of those things, we like knock on the wood or cross our fingers as like little symbols of like hope 
right? Or have you ever done this? Um, before you get on a plane, some people will do a symbol like they'll cross themselves or like I always kiss my hand and kiss the plane. Um, or have you ever done something where you feel like, uh, you know, it may not be true, but you see a ladder and you're like, I'm not walking under that thing. That's bad luck. Or you see a black cat and you're like, I like your little cat, but don't cross my path. Like we, we have these folk tales and things that we think about that are what I call magical thinking. And even for me, the reason I wanted to talk about this, because New Year's is always a magical thinking day for me. Like we turn that page on your calendar, you see not only the first of the month, but the whole new year and magically it better all be better. <laughs> magically yeah. because we arrived some of us have this feeling like why don't we just get a fresh start we hit home base we're safe so to speak right we got to the new year i don't know have you ever felt that way when you feel like i'm getting to a new physically to a new place or a new page on the calendar day in time and space so it should just get better magically yeah and i love that we're talking about this because i come from a family that has so many cultural symbolisms around this uh i mean honestly when grandpa died grandma wore black for about a year mm -hmm. so i i mean that's at least the way i viewed it now clearly i'm sure she didn't wear black for about a year um but you know there are those things you don't step on a crack mm -hmm. right right um and you know the whole matrix movies brought the whole cat thing back into perspective for people and i'm not going to talk about the new matrix movie everybody's going to have to go see that for themselves but we bring these things forward that are so ancient and old in contemporary life is that because we want to feel the magic yes and i don't think magical thinking is necessarily bad i think like for me, the idea of magical thinking is we want to feel good. We want to feel hope. We want mainly something deep inside us, I think, wants to have control of the uncontrollable. So we do these rituals or we have these things that we go to that actually are very comforting to us. And I think as a society, we have different ways of practicing ritualized behavior. Like uh, most of us, when we celebrate our birthdays, we blow out the candle and someone says, make a wish, right? And so that's like, we know deep down that probably the blowing of the candle doesn't really influence the wish we have for ourselves, but we ritualize it because it's fun. It's a symbol. It gives us hope. It makes us feel comforted. Or like when I think about for me, I have like my lucky bag that I take every time I go to a presentation, I fill my lucky bag with my things. And I like it's my lucky cow bag. It has a little cute cow on it. It's really I like it. it that bag, I know deep down there's nothing about that bag that makes it special but i have a sense of comfort that that bag has come to every single gig i've ever done right so i don't think it's bad that we do those things it, it for comfort for consistency for ritual for hope and i sometimes think about possibility like i love a brand new notebook every time every time i'm ready for a new notebook i'm like oh what will change because, you know, sometimes you have to have a very special notebook before you can start to write things down <laughs> or a pen. I have to have my special pen. Right. So I think the, the stopgap is like we we do those things because it feels good. But if we just leave it there, like I hope this new notebook brings makes all these things happen. I hope this lucky pen magically um, 
turns into opportunities for me. Um, I hope my lucky bag gives me opportunities. That doesn't work. I have to take action on the things, right? So that's what I think we have to just acknowledge the magical thinking in our lives and what it gives us, but also think about how pragmatic thinking and taking action towards our goals also helps us too. So I'm not, a, I'm not saying let's get rid of magical thinking. I use it all the time. I yeah. Comforting. I love it. And because, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we're going to go ahead and skip this break, Kent, if we could. Uh, I want to go ahead and skip it because we're on a roll and really, I want to plant the seed of, about what this is and, and talk about it more. You know, every year we come up with a slogan. I don't know. I've been doing it for 20 years, really. And some of the slogans, how what have people said about these little slogans that I come up with? Cheesy, maybe, you know, just like corny, corny, right? Because for a while on the Dr. Pat show, when I was doing Monday through Friday, I had Magical Monday, Terrific Tuesday, Wild Wednesday, mm -hmm. right? a throwaway Thursday, fantastic Friday. So this year, I didn't overthink it. All that happened was 2022, it's all about you, the new you, the renewed you. So the energy of that is new and renewed, right? Yeah. And you start to think about that. And that is transmutation magic, right? Mm -hmm. I think people I would love for you to weigh in on this as you're sitting there in the snow, aren't you? <laughs> Lucky. Yes, you. a lot of it in Colorado right now. I know. I, I was, I'm supposed to get a plane tomorrow and like they got some storm coming in here. I don't even know its name. Um, but let's just talk about this for a minute. Because when people have said about 2021, ah, 2021, a son of a gun or whatever you want to call it. I thought back about how creative and innovative people from all walks of life, from all countries have gotten. Oh, yeah. And has it been a tough emotional year? Have people lost their lives? You bet. So we can't dismiss that. But I watched the spark of innovation and then I watched other people never give up their message, never give up their walk. Uh, Greta Thunberg is like, I've been watching Greta since like when she could walk. But the point is this. Those are two are magical moments in the most miserable of situations. So magic doesn't know the limitations that misery wants us to learn. Oh, Dr. Pat, that's awesome. I love thinking about that. You should... Let's talk about that. That's like, yeah, that's a, that's a... I waited all day to say that to you. Oh, I love it. I love it. But that's really... Kent, that's... <laughs> you're going to have to type that up, put that on screen, right? Time. Say that, whole, say that little statement one more time. But what I'm trying to say is a lot of talk about 2021, right? But magical and magical moments, they don't know the boundaries or restrictions that misery would love for us to embrace and incorporate. Magical and miserable, they can't live together. 
I love that. You're going to, this is your whole new thing. I can tell you're going to spin this up. And this I, up gotta, I have to tell you, okay, can I confess? And then, and then it's all you. Oh, yes. I have to confess. You all can email me later. I live one foot in our pop culture and one foot in some other planet. Brie Larson, I have been following Brie Larson throughout 2021. She has created these really cool posts. But then she went back to work on a Marvel movies. So today she does a pose. It's the cutest thing. These are moments that inspire magic to me. And they're the coolest thing because, of course, she's Brie Larson. Who cares? But. There are moments where she's sitting in her little cool little slippers and she's on her little couch and you're watching her put one of these stretchable signs up, like these really corny stretchable signs that you get at your birthday. Mm-hmm. And she's a, and you're watching her for 10 seconds and it says, welcome back, I'm back. And she chats a little bit and then she flips to an outdoor scene. See, these are magical moments that people that would not have done anything like this have done to inspire others. And you know how she ended the post? How? This is the way I love this. This is so like, I think she was listening to our message. Here's what she did. She said, you know, you've heard me talk about so many things and there's so many things we could talk about. I'm going to put up my fitness video again. She inspired me. I'm just saying. But. She said, but I don't want to do that. What do you want me to talk about? See, that's the energy that 2022 and this network's about. So you see how magic begets magic? Mm -hmm. And misery also begets misery. Take it away. Well, I like when you're saying magic begets magic, because I think of that in the terms of possibility, right? And all of us want to cling to what's possible, what's hopeful, what gives us even a sense of control in an unpredictable world. And that's why I think magical thinking can actually be helpful when it's tempered with pragmatic action, right? And I do think this last year, the reason I started thinking about magical thinking is I remember 2021, I was like, why didn't it get better? And then 2022, I'm like, hey, let's be more realistic about a day changing versus your life changing, right? The calendar moving versus you changing or you having different thoughts or actions. And I think that's like this time of year makes all of us think about that. And the the, the part of the magic is not losing hope because I feel like when we have hope, then we can take action, right? When we have hope or hold have hope for what's possible, then that piece of misery gets a little, you know, lessened. And also we, I think we can manage things. I, I do also feel like by giving ourselves that hope, you open up the space, right? By, or I guess what I'm trying to say is by giving yourself hope and then there's a little bit of room for possibility Then there's a little bit of room to take a deep breath and then there's a little bit of room for action. I think all those things stem from a, can stem from that magical thought, but I do think that's where it lives in possibility and hope in fun um, and in wishes, like wishes, dreams, goals, hopes, all the things that we put out there we need that to move forward in yeah. life. And I feel like that's that's a part of magical thinking that's helpful if it's attached as well to some intention to take action, right? And I think when we get so miserable that everything's out of my control, 
I can't change anything anyway. This year's been awful. Look at all the things that have gone wrong. We, we, that, while that can be true at the same time, like you just said, there, there are some things that people did that they never would have done. Otherwise there are some things we've achieved that, that we've come through. There's some innovations that we've made. There's still hope for us. There's still possibility. And you, when you detach from that, I think that's what sends you deeper into despair when you lose hope. So let me just ask you this. So here's my next statement. I want to piggyback off what you said. Faith, hope, and charity have been a long time phrase. And charity, it, it, it comes from it, the place of giving. You know, it comes from the place. So some people changed it to faith, hope, and love. I'm not fussy about it. But that faith, hope, and I don't mean faith religion. I mean the strength of your conviction that you believe that you're an amazing being, that you believe so strongly that doubt cannot seep in, not a single pore of your body or your essence, right? But faith, hope, and charity, or faith, hope, and love, whichever you choose, that those three things, that is the s'mores for 2022. You know what a s'more? You know what a s'more is? Oh, yeah. right? <laughs> it's the graham crossed with the melted marshmallow and chocolate. So what you got is faith is the great is the cracker. Hope is the marshmallow and love is the chocolate. See, I think that if we could hold that image of giving ourselves some s'more, give me some s'more. Got that? Give me s'more. Uh-huh. I love it. But we've got to have that. And you're so right. Tell us what happens from your perspective and what you've seen. Well, I love that idea of putting it into the idea of faith, hope, and love, because I think we can recognize I, the whole reason to me that like I'm thinking about if I lost my lucky bag, I would still go to a presentation and know there's something that has to be within you that says, I'm the lucky thing. I'm the thing producing this. It's a nice feeling to have that, but I don't need it. And that unwavering belief in yourself that too, like, do you need a new day on the calendar to make a new moment? Or could you decide right now at the, whatever time it is on a, you know, Monday afternoon that like, okay, this is, this is what I want. Like you yeah. don't have to wait for a special time or a special occasion or a special symbol, like that faith in yourself and the hope that you have, mm-hmm. like, I want to make, I hope I can, I hope for the future. I want to make something happen. Like the things that are inside this is actually where I feel the magic is. And if we also, when we think about love and connecting with others and putting ourselves out there, a lot of times when we get scared or overwhelmed or feel out of control, we detach from others and actually get very insular. And I think that also limits our ability to grow, to learn, to share, and to connect. So the whole idea is like the, the magic really that we seek outside is really in us. And that idea of how the hope, faith, and love work together, I think that's a really beautiful way to think about the, that's my point today is like the magic is in us. And yeah. if you lose the tangible things, really, you can't lose yourself. So you never yeah. have to worry about misplacing your lucky keychain, right? Because, because <sighs> it's nice to have as a symbol, but it's not necessary to have for your purpose and for your action and for your intentions. Yeah. Those two things are separate. It's so important to talk about that because there's a difference to Um, there's a difference, excuse me, there's a difference between association and attachment. 
And so I'll give you an example. I have two bracelets that I never take off or rarely take off. And while here at Linda's, my green beaded bracelet broke. But I have three things that are symbolic to me. Um, why do I wear them? Somebody asked me about two of them the other day because I'm here in New Jersey. Yes, I brought some other jewelry, but for four weeks, I've been wearing this, right? And for four weeks, I've been wearing this. And somebody, somebody caught it. I must have been moving my arms and they must have caught it. And I guess in video, you can zoom in. And they, the question was, that what's on this? And so I have to acknowledge this. This is this bracelet. I don't know how close I can get it. It's one of the bracelets that Sarah Main had created. Sarah Main Damayante is a Sanskrit expert. Now, it's just black and it's got like stuff on it. It's like a metal. But the message is inspirational. It's hopeful. And it's a reminder to me. So in the morning, when I put it on, I'm putting on an energy. Does this make sense? I'm putting on an energy. Now, if I lose this, I will go get another. Not because I think it's bad luck. But let me tell you what this is. This means the Sanskrit on here, the Sanskrit message. And I don't know if Kent can get that or not. I don't know how close I got to get to that for you to get it. But the message is, let pure universal love flow to all. Mm. That's beautiful. Does that mean I'm going to be like a mean, you know what, <laughs> biatch tomorrow? <laughs> no. But isn't that what you're talking about? That sometimes we surround ourselves with symbols, like the beautiful picture on your wall. Mm -hmm. Right. Totally. Or maybe something you put on your desk at, at the office. Yes. Things that remind us, things that inspire us. Um, every piece of art in my house has meaning and a story and something I love. Yeah. With certain jewelry that I put on when I want to remember a person. Yep. Or when you think about things on your desk, like that's exactly, I have like a little note that my husband wrote me one time and I just, I loved it so much. I have it in a little frame and it, it just makes me feel good, right? And pictures of my kids or or little symbols. Like I have somebody sent me, um, my symbol for my business is a peacock. And sometimes people will send me peacocks and not wow. real. I got stuffed peacocks. I got peacock pins. I got peacock ornaments. I got a peacock shirt. Um, and sometimes when I speak, I'll tuck one of those in my bag as a reminder, or even now virtually I have my golden peacock hanging up to remind me that other people are on the end of this call. And the person who sent me the sparkly golden peacock that I'm hanging up is to me a symbol. Hey, there's people out there. And, and I always say peacocks like to get big, like getting big. And I always think about this show is called get big. Like I'm in my work, I'm trying to get big. And that peacock is a little reminder. Hey, Carrie, keep getting big. Cause there's people out there that want this message. And, and it's, it's a yeah. symbol, right? And it makes me feel good. It makes yeah. me feel thought about all those things are tangible. And I think if we look in our lives, if, People listening even think about what in your life has meaning? What oh. inanimate objects have you given certain attributes to, right? That that make you feel a certain way. And oh. what does face look like? You know, all of us can think about things like that. Okay. So 
I don't know if you can you see behind me? Yeah, I'm at Linda's place. I, I'm in a very the room that I sit in when I come here. And I don't know if I'll be able to hook up my camera to show you more of it in a minute. But I sit in here for a reason. But this is Linda's home. So it says something about her. So behind me, I knew today I'd be doing a series of shows. So I moved one of the dragons that were over there to over here. I am literally sitting in a room with one, two, three, four, five. Six dragon sculptures. This is not a giant room either. Right. But I'm sitting in this room. And the rest of the room is beautifully Asian. Just almost everything in this room is Asian. Everything from the vase over there to the vase over there to this beautiful turn the camera, make, make Kent a little bit crazy at the moment to mm -hmm. that. Right, see more. And yet now you're making me think why today, out of all the days that I've been in this room, did I need a second dragon behind me? I didn't think about it as lucky, but I did think about it as magical. And I think that's what you're saying. We don't have to have these symbols as a way or a crutch. Mm -hmm. But we so relate to the meaning behind them or what they've meant to us to help lift us up sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes we need inspiration and again, and hope and a feeling of control, even though deep down we know these things aren't really changing it. That's why I think we have to just the reality check of that. Our brain likes comfort. Our, our, we crave hope. We want to feel like we have control in some ways. And so these things, again, I don't think magical thinking is bad. I think it can be helpful, especially if you start to notice the ways you use it. What, again, the stopgap is, is when you have something beautiful or inspiring or something you love or something that motivates you, that's that's one thing but let's say you don't you're in a bad place you don't feel motivated you're yeah. overwhelmed and you're like oh if i only had my lucky blah 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 then i could do something that's not what waiting or if only this person would say this then i could move on in my life or if only this would happen like those those are the things i feel like that we have to talk about maybe after the break that stop us because we're waiting for my why did my wish come true because i blew out a candle <laughs> you know, we have to, to work for it, but that's sometimes the stopgap that I think magical thinking provides the uh, a path, but sometimes we don't have the physical things there that we need. And that's why we have to look into the internal things that we have that can support us moving forward. I love the idea of rituals too, because we know that rituals, right, in themselves don't have to be associated with magical, but so many of them are, right? Yeah. I grew up in a very Catholic, as a young kid, very Catholic family. I went to Catholic boarding school at an age that no child should go to any boarding school, a very young age, six years old. But one of the things that I was immersed in, especially in that, were rituals. Now at six, you're way too young to understand anything really about religion. But what you are is you're open. Your senses are open. 
And one of the things that I learned about and clearly made my own ritual about, which I loved, was lighting candles. Lighting mm-hmm. candles. So much so, I think they thought me, I was thought I was a little pyro because, you know, I, I, when you light a candle in a church, you're supposed to have money or something you do. And I would just go light all the candles and it would be like a big sin or something. Right. I would just go. I would take the thing and I would just go like where there were no candles lit. And I would just go like light, 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 light. light. I just loved it. Love candles to this day. Went to the cathedral and I'm going to leave you with this before we go to break. And you can talk about went to the big cathedral in New York. Wanted to light a candle. What do you think I found? Do you want me to answer now? Let's take a short break and talk about (laughs) Good cliffhanger. Was I able to hold on to my magic mojo in that moment? We're going to take a short break. Carrie, before we go to break again, tell people how they can find out more about you and work with you. They can connect with me on social media at Knutson Speaks. That's K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks on on Facebook, Instagram. And my website is KnutsonSpeaks.com. And I love chatting with people about customizing programs for their groups, doing consulting, doing coaching, or having presentations, keynotes, and breakouts. And a lot of things have gone virtual. So now I'm doing lots of virtual presentations, and I feel very skilled at that as well. So people can find out about me on my website and reach out with any questions that they have. I love it. Let's take a short break. When we come back, here's where we are. Are you ready to embrace the possibility that magic can tap into something so deeply inside of us that it can transform us, it can transmute us? How many people in a generation were forever transformed by Hogwarts? Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Get Big Al loud. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion. With me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnutsonSpeaks.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is Get Big Out Loud with me, Dr. Pat, and I get to share the stage with the most amazing Carrie Knudsen. Um, I love that we're talking about, and this is a great theme to kick the year off, magical thinking. Um, and, and just saying the, just saying it, it creates an energy. It does. And I think for so often, and, you know, I, I've had one of my male friends say a couple of things to me. He, he, he's like, it's a chick thing. The whole magical thing is Stevie Nicks. And yeah. And I said, I don't think that's true. Um, but, and then we had a big conversation. So look, here's the thing. 
so much of the energy of what you're talking about, Carrie, at times is the thing that could help us dig out of a pothole, the things that could help move a heart from being cold and crusted over, the thing that allows us to help another person to cross the street, the thing that allows us to think about possibilities and not probabilities all the time. Mm -hmm. And yet we have changed an entire generation from understanding elements of magic in some of the most curious ways on the train to Hogwarts. <laughs> Speak to that. Now everyone has to know about Hogwarts. And I guess most people know about Harry Potter, hopefully. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Um, and why do I say that? Because we were never the same. And what do I mean by we were never the same? It, it allowed an entire generation at a really interesting time in our culture to believe in magic in a way we hadn't done in generations. Think about that. Think about it for a minute. You know, the last time a generation was gripped by something like that, right, goes way, way back to things like the Wizard of Oz. And like Star Wars, maybe. And Star Wars was another one. But you can see how just the notion of believing in those possibilities mm -hmm. transcends people, mm -hmm. transcends the idea of limitation into the realm of possibility. Well, that's but why we, we love those stories because we we're, love them. We gravitate to stories. We love feeling inspired. We think movies, books, and things that take us on a journey and adventure. We we love that because sometimes our own lives don't feel that way. We don't see what's possible, and sometimes we need that escapism, or we enjoy that otherness that that takes us. I'd even say Lord of the Rings fits that bill too. That that whole series. It does. Um, Lord of the Rings, another one. Yeah, the, but that that we gravitate towards story. We gravitate, and it's interesting that you brought up that. I think because I was thinking about the stories we tell ourselves about the magical things of the objects. Like we make up a story that has meaning. We're meaning making machines, basically as humans. And so, like your dragon, I move this from where it sat, probably for its entire life in this house. <laughs> I moved it from that side of the room, and I put it behind me. Because there was a story I was making about it, but I didn't know it until you just said it. What's the story? Well, I think the story was that for me, I knew I was going to have an entire day here, right? And I knew I was going to be doing a lot of shows and a pre-record and talking with a lot of people. And, and it was interesting. I had looked at the one dragon behind me. Now, this is my story. And I had said, oh, my gosh, that dragon's been alone on behind me right here on that ledge, on that shelf. What, 30 years? And I thought that dragon's got a bunch of other things over there. And I thought, I want this dragon to have some company with that dragon. Now, if that's not a psychological projection, but <laughs> I also felt the magic of two you know, there's something to be said about when two or more are gathered. 
And this has been a powerful image for me for the four weeks I've been here. But when I put this second one up, when I put this second one up, for some reason, maybe my belief moved me to captivate the energy that if I did that, my day would be easier and smoother. And it was. Now, what's the chicken and what's the egg? Sure. And also what's, what's just made up, like the whole idea, like we make up stories all the time. Some of them are actually helpful to us and some are hurtful to us. Right. And so the idea is like, if you make that up and to me that you want that dragon over there, you feel comforted by it. You want to shift some energy for yourself, right? Like that story is actually a helpful story that then motivates you when you have a lot of calls today and you have to do all those things. There's something in you that's seeking the comfort, right? So you inside something in you says, do this and give yourself some comfort. Do this and give yourself some motivation or some hope or um, inspiration, right? And it's just an inanimate object at the end of the day, but your story is serving you, right? And other times we tell ourselves stories that don't serve us at all. Like yeah. when we think about, if I look at my bank account and say, okay, the number of dollars in there is equal to my worth as a person. And I make up a story about how that amount of money doesn't equal me being a success. Or I look at the number on a scale and I say that number, I'm going to tell a story about that number and my worthiness, right? And we, we tend to do that a lot. Or if we don't live in the right house or have the right clothes or the right car or whatever we think we need, a lot of that is storytelling that actually doesn't benefit us. And the objects we choose to um, give give some special power to might be like some people love their cars but some and I, I didn't think that's great but some people have to have that certain car the 2002 model whatever and that's somehow what to me the magic of a thing doesn't necessarily equate to your enjoyment of it or or the actual um or actually getting what you need from it, right? Like, because yeah. I feel like you got a, you got maybe a car that you paid for a big, huge price and then you got that bill that you're going to pay. I'm like, do you really feel, how do you feel about that? Like, you know, have you overspent on that? Or did you try to buy a house in a certain neighborhood and now you're house poor? Or if you're constantly having jobs to get you a certain amount of money, but you never feel gratified in the work you're doing, then what's the point? So yeah. I think that a lot of that plays into, we have to be careful about the stories we tell ourselves because some of those stories are not helpful, not productive, um, and not, not in the realm of what's going to help us take action and move us forward and not true. Like why does the number on the scale equate to our worthiness? It has nothing. It's just a number. It's a number, right? So that, I think this, the stories are really important. And if you look in your own life, what stories are you telling yourself about the symbols that you have? Yeah. Right. And, and also what could you do to bring some maybe ritual or some comfort or some possibility in your life? Like what could you bring out that could steady you, give you confidence, have you feel hopeful, um, that ritual nature that, that centers you or mm -hmm. it helps you feel positive. Like I wanted to share, this is my sparkly peacock yes beautiful isn't it so nice and yeah. then what hangs up right behind my computer whenever i do a talk is a reminder right of other people and it just is a little story that i told myself about this inanimate object that moves me in a direction that i feel helps me not yeah. hurts me 
And yeah. I want to tell one other quick story about it. Like I, um, I had been dating someone for a while. This was a while back before my husband and uh, I'd been dating someone for four years and he had given me a bracelet. And after we broke up, I didn't quite know when to take the bracelet off. Cause I felt like it was a promise or a commitment or a thing that would admit that the relationship was over. And sometimes I think we do that. Like if people get divorced, they don't know when to take off their wedding ring. When's, yeah. when's the moment to do it or, or like um, my father passed and left some things. And I, and I felt like if I get rid of these things, I'm getting rid of my father and all those things to me, like when to take the bracelet off, <laughs> what to do with the ring, um, what to do with my dad's stuff. Any of that stuff can really make you feel like, you're trapped by the object. Yeah. And that's another thing to think about with magical thinking. You've given that thing just as much power. And the funny thing is with the bracelet, I didn't know when to take it off. We had been broken up for a few weeks. I had been wearing it almost four years. And I was in the airport going through security. And the guys, I beeped and the guy said, you got to take your bracelet off. And I was like, this bracelet? but I have been wearing it for four years. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, lady, your bracelet's causing the thing to go take it off. And the craziest thing is when I took, when I took it off, the bracelet cracked, wow. it was made out of copper. And I remember feeling that moment when I took it off, it cracked. And I was like, I, I cracked a little too with it. Cause I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, this is really the end. This, I have to come to a realization that this is my truth in this moment. And this bracelet was a symbol for me of that ending, but it just, all that stuff was kind of circumstance, but see the story I made out of it. It's it great though. Me, it actually helped me to move on. And so I think those are things you can think about too. Sometimes we hold on to objects and things past their point of purpose, past their point of helpfulness or motivation or possibility. So that's another thing to put in your bag too. And think about the objects you choose or your thoughts that you use for magical thinking. Sometimes you've outgrown them. And sometimes it's time for some new things. It's so funny you mentioned that because the minute that that bracelet with all, they were prayer beads because I fidget a lot. You know, I'm a tapper from a very young age. I'm a little fidgety. Um, you know, I have some quirky habits of things I do. Most of the time you can't see me because I'm under the camera, right? In what I do, whether I'm tapping or doing something annoying. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm not in my studio. And if you were in my studio, right, across the hall from Kent right now, you'd see all sorts of things. And Linda would ask me, why do you love this room so much? You could sit here, you could sit there. My left brain would want to give her a very logical Virgo answer, but I have no Virgo in my chart. Like, I don't think I have any. She's a triple Virgo. But even for Linda, when I give her the answer that this room feels right, that's enough. And there's something about it for me to be here after three flights have been canceled to be surrounded in maybe it's magical energy. Whatever that story is, I tell myself about dragon energy, about the energy in here about the ornateness of precision of Chinese artwork, whatever that story is. I'm going to get on a plane tomorrow and it won't come with me. And I will still be the same. 
But I guarantee you, when I go home, I may try to look for dragons or I may try to look for something else in my environment that gives me that feeling. Isn't that the element of humanity that's within all of us? Isn't that part of our gift and part of our curse? Because that same thing I could do about that energy and talking about it, and I'd love for you to talk about this, is the same thing we could do if we carry around a lucky charm and lose it and cannot leave our home. Well, that's, that's the thing. If you put all your energy into the, the inanimate object or the thing and all the value, you say this particular thing has a value rather than the value I'm giving it, rather than the story that I'm giving it. That's the conscious moment where you say, I'm using my stories to help me. I'm using my magical thinking in a good way. And that's the line that we cross when you, we stop yeah. doing that, right? When our stories don't serve us, when our magical thinking isn't helpful, or when because of our magical thinking, we don't take tangible action. So there's yeah. the fine line of humanity. And that's what I call the messy middle that we're all in. And that we, but the thing that I think that changes that is thoughtfulness, intentionality, and a sense of knowing who mm. you are and that the, the magic that's in you is you. And that whatever you decide to put on objects that help you get through life, that make things easier, that make things beautiful or fun or have a great memory or something you cherish, gives you hope, makes you think about possibility. Like I am never gonna stop buying new notebooks. I love a new notebook and a nice pen. And I think that's okay, right? And I feel like I'll always feel a little bit, like every year I get a new paper calendar, and I love going to get the new calendar. I love thinking about what the year is going to bring. Oh, for me. Yeah. I love, you know, writing in it. And I, I need a paper calendar for that reason. I'm a very physical media kind of person. I need the physicalness of it. And I like the rituals of blowing out candles. And I like the, at my birthday. And I like the ritual, like even now, when, if I lose an eyelash, I always make a wish on it. Um, <laughs> I always say, bless you. If someone sneezes, I always knock on wood. I always kiss the plane, but it doesn't interfere with my regular life. Those things like help me feel hopeful. They give me what, what possibility is like, and I have to constantly examine the things that I keep again, that may no longer be serving me. I have to keep thinking about the ideas that I may have outgrown. Um, and maybe met my sense of safety, especially in these last two years has really shifted in kind of the the like I don't can you say that you're safe in the onslaught of news every day saying that you're not and so part of that has to be like I'm safe in this moment I'm okay right now what brings me comfort in this moment and it's me talking to myself not an external thing which also goes in terms of like people seek out food tv gambling the internet whatever we seek outside ourselves sometimes for comfort those mm -hmm. things two are, are, are leading us in a different direction that's away from our inner knowledge and towards distraction. Hmm. And that's another thing that I think is important to think about. All of this magic comes from someplace and it's you. It's, it's, it's ourselves and, and keeping tabs on that, yeah. being aware of it and being intentional about it is where our power is. I want to take a really, really short break. Uh, Kent, like a 30 second break. And when we come back, I'd love for you to talk about how we create harmony between the magical 
and the practical. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Oh, my goodness. We have got talk radio for all of us. Really, thank you for blazing the trail for women in talk radio and just being such an inspiration to me and so many other people. What you're doing is so awesome. And, you know, without people like you there to like really step out of the box and go for it. I don't know if someone like me would have ever ended up here, but I'm so happy to be here. And uh, yeah, I just want to thank you for everything you're doing. You're one of my major inspirations. Hey, everybody, welcome back. A lot to think about. Uh, Yep, that's because Carrie Knudsen is in the house. And this is Get Big Out Loud. You know, I I know that there is a message you're going to bring forth for us in 2022. You always have one. Um, But before we do that, again, remind people how they can find out more about you. Sure. They can go to KnutsonSpeaks.com or find me on any social media under Knutson Speaks and reach out for presentations or coaching. I also have a one-woman show that eventually will be back once we can be back in public. Um, but right now, the bulk of my work is virtual presenting and coaching and training. And you can reach out to me through KnutsonSpeaks.com or Knutson Speaks on any social media channel. So help us understand now as we bring this forward, this this really cool thing, as I sat very practically today doing a lot of practical work, but with the spirit and the energy of what I created in the story of the magic of dragon energy that was sitting behind me. So this is a great time for people to do what you did. Yes, you have a calendar that you put your hand on. Linda has to get one every year and you got to, it's got to be that calendar. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, we all use a digital calendar. Help us understand that harmony that we can bring forward between the magical and the practical thinking. Yes. Well, and I especially think as we start 2022, a lot of people are feeling that like overwhelm and dragging along the things like nothing magically changed. So we're sad about it. And those feelings like acknowledging our feelings of overwhelm, sadness, just disconnect. I think those are so important to not deny it and be like, just buck up. It's all going to be fine. What's the silver lining? So part of it is acknowledging where you are, because when you do that, you can figure out what you need. If I'm feeling disconnected, what will help me feel connected? If I'm losing hope, what will give me hope, right? If I need to recognize that just because the page turn on the calendar doesn't mean everything's new, what actions do I need to take in my own little circle of influence? What actions do I need to take that give me a sense of control? And there's an amazing quote by a psychiatrist named Viktor Frankl that I always think about. He survived the Nazi concentration camps and went on to write a book called Man's Search for Meaning, which is just a profound book. But one of his quotes is that decisions, not conditions, determine your path. And I always think about what decisions what decisions am I making, right, that will help me on my path, regardless of my conditions? So that's why I think it's so important to ask ourselves, where am I at in this new year, right? And use the symbol of the new year and the representation to really say, what do, where am I at right now? And then what do I need to move forward, right? To keep myself taking action. And will symbols of hope and possibility help me? Will some magical thinking uh, around what I put in my space, right? How I think about my, what I need, right? And you like, 
like saying you love to light a candle, right? I I feel like I love to put on a nice pair of warm socks that are comforting when I get home, right? Um, and I think about the little things like at work when we all like knock on wood, you know, like those rituals make me feel connected and close and, and comforted. So the, the thing between practical and magical really is what's inside of us and feeling like, hey, I'm gonna use my mind to help me be intentional about what I think will bring me comfort, a sense of control, some hope, and remind me of what is possible. Something that can maybe live outside of my brain that's a symbol, but knowing all the time that everything I need is right inside me at any moment, right? And that's the power, that's the magic. One of the things I wanted to say about that was as you were speaking, I picked up a quirkiness in me because I was thinking, maybe I'll let go of a lot of stuff, right? Already, you know, but there are just some things I haven't. And I've noticed this about myself. I mean, I, we're walking the dog, the little dog. I'm back East because we've lost a family member. So we're making a lot of adjustments, a lot of support. And one of the things is we were dog sitting the little doggy Sadie. And I noticed I'm walking and there's a sidewalk here in New Jersey. And I noticed I wouldn't walk on the crack. I, I don't care like how far I had to step over it. I wouldn't walk on the crack. <laughs> and I thought about that in preparation for today. And then I thought about something else. I don't care where I am. If I drop the salt shaker, I will take salt and put it over my shoulder. Now, how many decades of conditioning does it take for somebody like me, no matter where I am, I could be in the airport, I could be in a restaurant and I will put the salt. <laughs> I don't even know what that means now, right? <laughs> I, I don't even know what the salt thing means anymore, but that's what you're talking about, right? Don't be so rigid. Like you may need to go out and be like, I'm going to step on the crack and realize the world's not going to fall down. <laughs> so if you are being so rigid, right. And if, if it doesn't serve you anymore. Right. Or if the salt thing brings you comfort, cause you've always done it, but it has no meaning. Cause you know what it means. You might be like, I need a new meaning for the salt. Cause I like to do it. Or my grandma. I think it had to do with my grandfather. I think it just right. had to do with watching somebody that was in, that was close to me, pick up a habit and do it. Oh, and yeah, I'm telling you, I don't even understand what the salt thing is about, but believe me, I will do it. Oh my gosh. We all have those things. And that's why it's fun to examine them. Why do we do what we do? Why do I do this? Like, okay. Like, where did I learn that? What makes me think it's, you know, going to help me, but it, it, it's what I do. So that's the invitation though. What's serving you, right? What's not, what's time to let go of what's time to bring in when is it time to, to look inside yourself and remember like all that magic is inside, but if you want to externalize it, right? What things in your environment make you feel that way? Or what, what rituals do you do that make you that comfort you? Those things I think are really good and helpful. And I think we need those now more than ever. Right? I think we need those now more than ever. And to do those things and, and walk the fine line between magical thinking and being practical is, is a great thing line to walk. And I encourage you this month to even think about what, what things in my life, where's magical thinking show up in my life and where does it help me, you know, in terms of what's possible for me, what's comforting to me, what's hopeful. And what are things I'm, I can let go of that actually have no power over me that like, I might go step on that crack and everything's fine. Or they might look at my number of that bank account and still feel my worth. Right. Or maybe I'll lose my lucky keychain, but I'll do it anyway. Cause I know the luck is inside me. So that's, 
that's the push pull. Well, let me end it with a real practical example of this, and then you can bring us home. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow, and I will guarantee you I will not do the step on the crack thing before I get on the plane tomorrow. I'm just saying. I'm just just to be real with everybody out there right now. Right. That would be like truth or dare moment for me. <laughs> oh my God. Carrie, thank you so much. Please tell people again how they can find out more about you. I'm excited about you bringing your show out again. Thank so exciting. you. I'm excited yeah. about it too. And I love doing this podcast because I think it's another extension of what I'm doing with applied psychology. And the whole goal is to take psychology off the couch and bring it to people. And that is the things that I love to talk about and do are all part of my work at Knudsen Speaks. And thank you for this opportunity to do the podcast and have people reach out to me at KnudsenSpeaks.com and to learn more about how psychology can be useful in real daily life and that you can use it to make things better. And if you don't step on that crack tomorrow, I affirm you, if it gives you some sense of control, then you do that, Dr. Pat, and good luck getting on your flight. And here's my last tip. If you wanna make a lot of friends on a plane, get your Wi-Fi plugged in early on and make sure if you're sitting on a plane with a bunch of people that you're bringing the webcam up just to make sure you can actually land mm -hmm. in the Pacific Northwest. Carrie Knudsen, so much love to you. Happy New Year to you. Thank you for another powerful show. Thank you. Take care, everybody. Thanks. Dr. Thank you, Kent, for doing this. And to all of you out there, 2022, it is all about you. And uh, yeah, maybe don't throw that salt over your shoulder for a day or two. We'll see you next time. <laughs> you have been listening to Get Big Out Loud Radio where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will help you to know which thoughts are keeping you small in order for you to get big. Get big and live your life out loud. For more information, visit KnutsonSpeaks.com. Views expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, its management, or advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio.